0: I have to indulge me a little bit today. Um, you do every week, thank you, Ross. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. I really am. It's, it's wonderful. It keeps me on my toes. I love him. Um, because last week we spoke a little bit about eagles, and this week I just wanted to preach on eagles again because it's so. Ex- I, who loves eagles? I love them. I absolutely love them. And um, I, I, I've written a song about eagles and and had an album about it years ago, and I'm going to sing that for you a little bit later. Uh, but but I, I really love eagles. I, I sit there, I remember sitting with Bill Newman for a, a couple of hours, just looking at eagles, just the way they climb the thermals, and, and, uh, and they barely move their wings. I, 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 they get me very excited. So I wanted to, to present something to you today, lessons from the eagle, because there is so much we can learn from the eagles more than just you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave, right? Some of you get that. There's more, we can learn a lot more from the eagles, all right? Because eagles are majestic birds. So so let me, uh, and, and you've got to remember, eagles have been the symbol of power and authority through the ages, from the Romans to Napoleon to the Nazis to the United States. The eagle is seen as a, as a challenging, as an inspiring symbol to their people and their nations, and they are the ultimate flying predator and so i believe that even for us as christians today we can learn so much from the eagle you might have heard some of this before i don't care because it gets me excited and i love it i believe that our destiny is to rise up on wings of eagles don't you and this morning we talked a lot about storms and that sort of stuff and we'll learn how the eagle deals with those particular things as we go along so let's look at proverbs chapter 30 starting verse 18 Three things are too wonderful for me. Four I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the sky. The way of a serpent on a rock. The way of a ship on the high seas. And the way of a man with a virgin. We'll keep right away from that last one. But we'll look at the eagle in the sky. Because there's so much to learn. Let's pray together. Father, I pray as we study the eagle this morning. Lord, that you would speak to us. (coughs) That you would challenge us. You would inspire us. To be all that we could be in Christ Jesus. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll concentrate on the eagle and not the man with the virgin. That's for another day. A mature eagle can have a wingspan of over two meters, weigh uh, around seven kilos. It has eyesight that can spot a rabbit from over three kilometers away. It has excellent depth perception as well. It has a 270 degree um, uh, peripheral vision. Uh, It is equipped with razor sharp talons to grip prey, a strong beak to tear flesh, and clear membrane, you may not know this, but a clear membrane over its eye so that when it attacks, the eye is protected. Pretty cool. It's strong enough to carry a whole lamb if necessary. The eagle is the supreme hunting and fighting bird, fast, strong, courageous. And the eagle embodies so much of that that which we as Christians could and should be and are often not. So I want to look this morning at nine things that the eagles can teach us. The first thing is that eagles see further. I mentioned they could see three kilometers away to spot a rabbit. Um, They are known for having superior eyesight. If you look in Job 39, verse 27, it says this. "'Is it at your command that the eagle mounts up and makes his nest on high? On the rocks he dwells and makes his home on the rocky crag and stronghold. From there he spies out his prey, for his eyes behold it far away.'" even back in the days of, of the writing of, the, of that book of Job, they knew eagles had superior eyesight. And they focus on things with laser-like intensity. And so they, they see something in the distance, they just set out to get it. So what does that teach us as Christians? It teaches us that we too should have goals that we focus on and go for. So many people in this world don't have any goals. They just get flipped around. They, they, they just float from one thing to another. And, you know, if you have goals, you're different to everybody else around you. If you have laser focus on those goals like an eagle, then you can accomplish so much. He concentrates all of his efforts on getting that, that, that uh, rabbit or that fish or whatever it is. Ephesians 2.10 says this, We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works in which God has prepared beforehand... That we may walk in them. So, God is out there actually preparing opportunities. Might be Kids Church or RI, might be something else, a chance to share the gospel, a chance to impact someone's life. God's preparing opportunities for us all the time, but the problem is we don't see them. We're so busy concentrating on all this stuff, but we don't see what we should actually be going for. And God has a destiny for each and every one of you. He's already preparing the works. Our job is to see and focus on them and go for them. And that's what we can learn from the eagle, to have superior vision and focus to get stuff done for the Lord. The second thing is eagles hunt live prey. I didn't realize this initially. But you don't see eagles like vultures and stuff scavenging dead carcasses. Eagles like to hunt live prey. So what's the eagle teaching here? It's teaching don't waste your time doing stuff that amounts to death invest yourself in things that amount to life stay open to the leading of the holy spirit be listening be ready and be sure your mind is filled with good godly honorable thoughts not dead rotten sin how many of you know you can put whatever you like into your mind but it's the old computer thing garbage in garbage out if you put rubbish in your mind it's going to come out somewhere if you put good things in your mind it's going to come out somewhere else philippians 4 verse 8 Paul says to the Philippians, listen to this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence or worthy of praise, think about such things. And honestly, some of us here, we don't think about that stuff. We put all sorts of junk into our minds, all sorts of crazy stuff in our minds, and we have to be like the eagle. If you want to be like an eagle, turn off Facebook. How much junk is on Facebook? How many how many hours do we spend looking at stuff that doesn't amount to anything? Because it's on Facebook. Oh, wow, look, it's on Facebook. There's so much junk in it. So turn off Facebook. Turn off the news. Start being selective about what you feed your spirit on. And people are so negative today. We have to make a conscious effort to feed our minds on wholesome godly food. Do I hear an amen to that? And what you put in your mind is going to make a difference. You know, do you want to put the things of God in your mind or do you want to put the leftover junk that they serve on the news and social media? I think we can choose to put the right thing in our minds. Colossians 3.2 says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. The third thing is that eagles mostly fly alone or with a few of their, their uh, own kind. Eagles are not herd animals, they're not pack animals. The big thing when, when COVID started, if you can remember that long ago, I know it seems, you know, BC, before COVID, it seems a long time ago. But when it started, they talked about herd immunity. Do you remember that? And something inside me sort of sunk. I thought, I don't want to be part of the herd, I want to be standalone, I want to do something different. Well, eagles are not part of a pack they don't follow the latest trends blindly they either fly alone or with one or two of their own kind and the lesson we can learn here is we shouldn't just follow whatever the trend is out there on media or social media we should hang out with people who build us up in god do i hear an amen to that because you can choose your friends and do badly in fact paul said in 1 corinthians 15 33 He said, do not be deceived, bad company corrupts good morals. In other words, you go like the company you keep. So if you've got friends that are bringing you down, if you've got friends that constantly are a snare to you, that cause you to trip up, you might say, well, I'm reaching them for Jesus. Well, newsflash, they're probably reaching you for the devil, right? Because if they're constantly tripping you up, you need to find new friends that build you up. I try and surround myself with people who build me up, not people who tear me down. And you should be the same. The eagle doesn't waste time with other kinds of birds. So we should learn to not waste time with people who are negative or argumentative or or upset people. I mean, you know, still be friendly to them, but just don't make them your best buddy. Gather around you people who are of like mind people who love jesus and want to serve him and then a church is a great place to find that ephesians 5 says this look carefully then how do you, as to how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil and if you look around at our world today you would have to admit the days are evil do i hear an amen to that one i mean there's terrible stuff happening out there there's not just wars and rumors of wars there's not just natural disasters socially our world is a mess All this junk that they're bringing through, the governments are bringing through, all of the sexual stuff and stuff, like we're abhorred now, we're upset about it now. But imagine in 10 years' time what the next generation looks like, having been subjected to this stuff. You know, we need to pray for our young people, because they are getting targeted, right, by governments and media and all this sort of stuff, and they are getting... It it looks bad now, but man, you roll that forward 10 or 15 years. We have a huge social problem on our hands. The human being is the only species on earth that can't tell the difference between a male and a female. It's true. And and we're going to have a generation so confused because of all this woke stuff going down right now. We need to stand against that sort of stuff you know and many people said to me especially post-covid well i don't need to go to church anymore i can just watch youtube and get better sermons online and i agree there are far better preachers than me online absolutely but here's a news flash for you td jakes you know all of these famous people they don't know who you are right they might be a teacher but they're not your pastor they don't care they don't know who you are Nothing can replace getting together as believers. Now, if your only purpose in life is to feather your own nest and do your own thing and build yourself up, then yeah, watch stuff on YouTube because you get the blessing and and you, you quote unquote get something out of it. But what about giving something to somebody else? What about caring for your brothers and sisters and loving them you can't do that online well you can but it's kind of not the same you know 500 facebook friends would be the loneliest guy on earth you know it doesn't really work the same if you get together if you come to church and hang out with the right people your life will be built up by those people so if your desire is to serve god and win souls then birds of a feather flock together hebrews 10 famous verse that says this let us consider how to stir one another up towards love and good works not neglecting meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching i don't know about you but i love having people around me who stir me up towards love and good works i want to be a greater servant of the lord as time goes on the fourth thing is that eagles nest on high they don't nest on the ground as that verse in job said At your command that the eagle mounts up and makes his nest on high. On the rocks he dwells, he makes his home. On the rocky crag and stronghold. Now, eagles don't bother nesting on the ground. They choose the heights to nest and bear their young away from predators because eagles live and raise their young in lofty places because it is cleaner, safer and far above the mess and dirt of the world below. And I don't know about you, but if you have kids or grandkids, isn't the desire of your heart to raise them up in a place that is safe, in a place where they are loved and protected and where they can grow, where you can nurture them. You can't do that on the ground, in the mud and filth of the ground. That's why eagles are up there. A mother eagle is fiercely protective of her young, just as God is of you. Um, Psalm 51 verse 1 says this, Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge, in the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. See, when the winds and the rains of adversity drive against the eaglets, now the eaglets are baby eagles. Some of you thought the eaglets was mainly wearing um, you know, cheer team or something. It's not. Eaglets are baby eagles. It says, when the winds of adversity drive against them, the mother covers her young with her wings and protects them, keeping them warm and safe, nestled up under the shadow of the mother's wings. Psalm 63 verse 7, for you have been my help and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. Psalm 91 verse 4, he will cover you with his pinions, his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. See today some of you here have faced, uh, are facing difficult times and you need to know that your God has you under the shadow of his wings, that your God can love you and protect you. The last thing you want to do is walk away from the shadow of his wings. When the times are tough, you need to nurture in and let him shelter you from the storm. A mother eagle will do this for her eaglets for between four and 12 weeks. But God wants to protect you for all eternity. How cool is that? Some of you here will be lurching from one crisis to another. Some of you, you know, you'll just get out of one crisis. There will be another crisis right in your face. Then you just sort of scramble out of there. Another one hits you. You need to come under the shadow of his wings. You need to let him protect you and love you and care for you and nurture you and keep you safe and warm because he loves you. Not try and do it all yourself. So no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been, God loves you and He wants to protect you and He has a destiny for you. So don't reject Him. Don't walk away. Whoever you are, whatever you've been, whatever you've done, nothing is so bad that He will reject you. If you come to Him today, nothing is so bad that He'll reject you. And whoever you are, come and snuggle under His wings of protection today. The fifth thing the eagle teaches us is to harness storms and winds. Isaiah 40, verse 31, our favorite verse. It's my favorite verse. I love this verse. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Bring that on, Lord, please. I love it. I want that to be me. Do you want that to be you? You know, those who wait on the Lord. Wait is my least favorite word in the whole Bible. Hate it. But when we wait... We wait for the Lord to lift us up. And sometimes waiting's hard, but if you watch an eagle, you'll notice when they fly, they rarely flap their wings. They flap a bit to get going, then they soar. They just spread their wings and they soar. And they soar through the sky and even if a gale comes against them, they just they're not afraid. The eagle seems to barely move its wings. Other birds flap like mad. No, he just puts his wings out. And this conserves a lot of energy as it rises into the heavens. And eagles do not fear adverse winds. In fact, the eagle welcomes strong winds. Why? Because he can set his wings and harness the power of what's coming against him to rise above it. Now, there's a lesson we should learn. When adversity comes against you, when difficult circumstances hit, don't fear them, rejoice. Because in the Spirit, you can harness that power and rise above it. When something bad happens to us, our first instinct is to fear. Jordan spoke about it so beautifully this morning. The first thing we, we get fearful, we really do. But the lesson is clear we don't have to fear them. We can harness that power and we can surge ahead. Romans 5, verses 3 to 5, says this We rejoice in our sufferings. Now, I've always been fascinated with this. I'm suffering. Bad things are happening to me. Adversity is coming against me. Yay. I'm going to rejoice, you know, like Mr. Bean. Right? But it's not saying rejoice because you're suffering. It's saying rejoice in your sufferings. Why can you rejoice in your sufferings? Not because of how hard they are, but because of what's going to come out of that, what God's going to do through that. Says we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope will not put us to shame. How exciting if things don't go your way and if you face adversity! The lesson from the eagle is don't fear it, set your wings and rise above it into your destiny. And we have nothing to fear if we are obedient to christ because the trials that come to destroy us actually can make us stronger so if you're facing tri- trials tough times if something's not going right today don't fear don't get down don't give up and don't give in to them we need to change how we see adversity we need to change how we see tough times you know not see it as a oh woe is me my life is so hard scenario but see it as a thank you lord for an opportunity to shine It depends on how you see it. Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to grow into what you want me to be. That's exciting. You don't have to flap and make a scene. You don't have to be overwhelmed and burn out trying to please God. Just spread your wings and let that that power that comes against you drive you up into the heavens. So I, honestly, when I face a trial, I like to pray for it to be removed. Don't you? Come on, true confessions. Who does that? oh, God, take this away, right? Maybe our prayer should be, God, what are you doing here? Because I'm in. Because he might be using those difficult times to create the character that he wants for future service for him. You know, and, I, and that's when, when I face a trial, I just pray, Lord, let this be an opportunity to shine for you. Uh, I don't know if you had a good week or a bad week this week, but I had not such a great week. For several reasons, but one of them was I went to the doctor and I got a pretty adverse um, test results, which, which weren't very good. And I have to confess, it rocked me for a little bit. It really did. I was, um, uh, Fiona and Cindy were there and I came in and I was, was, was pretty out of sorts. I was quite fearful of what, what the future held. But after a little while, as I prayed into it, I realized what an opportunity to shine, you know? I should be excited about this because I've got an opportunity to, to first of all change my lifestyle so it doesn't happen but secondly to give glory to God because I can trust Him no matter what happens. I don't care now. That has no power over me. I know He can heal me and if He doesn't, I trust Him anyway. He must have something else coming up but I believe He can heal me. I declare that He can heal me Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. Not what you say, let your light shine that they may see your good works. You see, people are watching you and when adversity and storms come against you, people are saying, well, how's this guy going to react? And if you fall apart, you give glory to no one. But if you stand in faith and and declare, I am believing God, despite what the circumstances said, he can raise you up on wings of eagles. Uh, Fiona and I, you might have heard this before, but we we uh, initially made quite a bit of money and had a lot of investment houses and stuff like that. And then some financial guy uh, convinced us to put a lot of our money into something called Storm Financial, ironically, uh, facing the storm. And uh, within three months, we'd lost everything. And we'd also... Um, would eventually lose our house and a bunch of stuff and debts everywhere and, and um, many people who were involved in that investment uh, scheme. It had never failed for 20 years until we joined it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but many people who were in that particular investment thing got divorced. There were quite a few suicides. But I stood when it happened and I remember publicly proclaiming the Lord will restore. The Lord will restore us. And that's pretty hard when you've lost everything. But I just knew God. You see, I knew Him. And I couldn't for one minute, He might let me go through it, but He will never leave me there. And I just declared by faith that He will restore it. And in fact, in the years that have gone by, that is exactly what has happened. And people around us were watching all the time. People said to us, man, I can't believe you guys are so positive after what's happened to you. But the alternative is being negative. And I trust a positive God, don't you? I can see, you know, I can trust him no matter what happens. And he has been faithful to us. So just as the eagle harnesses the power from the wind that comes against us, so you can harness the power of, of adversity that comes against you and you can triumph over those things. You can, you, can, you know, instead of seeing the problem you can see the lord of the problem and you can triumph over all things. The sixth thing is that eagles overcome attacks and adversity. When attacked and annoyed by smaller birds like crows (coughs) who swoop and peck at them, the mighty eagle responds in a unique way. That's a crow, crow, actually. They pluck the feathers out of the eagles just to annoy them. They're they're like, I don't know, they're like children. (laughs) The children will pluck your feathers just to annoy you, won't they? Sometimes, let's be honest. Um, but the mighty eagle fights back in a unique way. He, never, he doesn't actually directly fight. He doesn't turn on them. He, he doesn't try and grab them with his talons. He just starts flying higher and higher and higher until eventually the atmosphere is so rare and the oxygen is so scarce that the other birds have to fall away. Now that's a lesson we can learn, don't you think? Because so, so often we're attacked in life, we, we change course, we react to it all the time. But I believe that from the ego we can learn to rise above, don't you? And let's face it, we live in a highly reactive world. People, people overreact about everything. Have you noticed that? I mean, we didn't have road rage back when we had horses and carts. Because it was all so slow no one said get out of my way you know, like, you know clip clip club, you know <laughs> but we've got road rage now we've got so much rage uh, happening all around us uh, fiona and i yesterday went to see uh, the circus down at um um aussie world and there was a guy sitting next to us we were in kind of the front row and the clown came over and he he just had a bit of fun with this guy's wife this guy took exception to it and he started threatening the clown publicly <laughs> i, I i was astonished too i felt like saying sit down you're embarrassing yourself Too, you're saying you and me afterwards mate outside i'll have you i'll have you 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 but and th- this poor clown was so he's trying to make light of it and he just looked over and he said i'm sorry i don't understand alcoholic and the guy went Roo-roo-roo. so anyway it's a true story that actually happened yesterday i talked to the clown afterwards he said i've never been threatened like that welcome to the modern society people get upset about everything don't they If you don't believe me get on facebook there's hundreds of people getting upset about everything and sadly many of them are christians attacking one another and you know assassinating one another's character over issues that ultimately have little consequence it seems people cannot tolerate any opinion contrary to themselves especially so the media and and the government But I think the lesson is clear when you're attacked and you will be if you stand for Christ you will be attacked at some point when you're attacked why don't you set your wings don't fight back don't seek it set your wings and rise above and the attacks will ultimately drop away as Paul Paul writes in uh, Romans 12 beloved never avenge yourself but leave it to the wrath of God for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay says the Lord to the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so you will heap he burning coals on his head. He says this do not overcome be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I can tell you, I've experienced this so many times in my life. I've been attacked by people for whatever reason. And if you if you want to really experience attack, be a pastor. Be a pastor, they said it'd be fun, they said. Not so. Lots of people have lots of opinions. Some of them very forceful. You get attacked for everything. But I'm telling you, I don't re- reply to those. I just try and rise above. And over time, I, I can assure you, God vindicates. He does that. He really does. He doesn't, he doesn't expect you to just go through and cop it. Isaiah 54 verse 17 says this, "'No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, "'and you shall refute,' listen to this, "'every tongue that rises against you in judgment. "'This is the heritage of the Lord,' And the vindication from me, declares the Lord. See, God will vindicate you. you. If you rise above, if you turn and keep attacking back, you know, you're just going to finish up in a bigger mess. But if you just ignore it and rise above, then you'll get to a height where those people just can't stick around anymore. And you'll be free. It's incredible. The seventh thing is that eagles commit. Did you know eagles mate for life? They don't play the field. They don't shop around. They choose carefully and they mate for life. And when they get committed, they stay committed. And I think this is a great lesson for the 21st century person and believer because right now we are a commitment-phobic society. Did you know that? We kind of make a commitment, but then we go back on it, which isn't a commitment, we, we avoid, you know, we, we avoid commitment at all costs. Think about it. People change jobs, banks, partners, allegiances, churches, anything else on a whim. Godly people commit. They think about it, then they make a commitment, and they see it through. As as Hebrews 10 says, be stirred up. They stir up others and continue meeting together. The eighth thing is that eagles train their young. Now, you may not be aware of this, but eagles do not just just develop naturally in the nest and fly off and have a good life. Their parents actually train them. And interestingly, the parents are not afraid of discomfort. We're afraid of discomfort at the moment. I mean, we have two air conditioners here and everyone complains how hot it is. We could have no air conditioners here and you will be truly on fire (laughs) in the summer. But eagles provide training for their kids. And they don't care if it hurts a bit. And either does God. James 1 verse 2 says this. Count it all joy, yay, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, says James. Because you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You see, God wants you mature in Him. What does maturity mean? It means to be Christ-like. And God wants mature believers. So it might take a little bit of pain along the way, but he wants mature believers. So when it is time for the baby eagle to learn to fly, the mother begins removing all the comfortable feathers out of the nest, leaving just the pricks and the sticks in the nest so it's not so comfortable anymore. How many of you feel like God's done that recently? But the the mother eagle doesn't do it to hurt them. She does it to prepare them for maturity and for their destiny. And then, get this, she throws them out of the nest. How many of you want to do that with your kids? I know, but that's another story. But she throws them out of the nest to teach them to fly, but then she swoops down and gathers them up before they fall. She does this repeatedly until the eaglet learns to fly. Now, some of this may seem a bit heartless, but there's a method to the madness. In Deuteronomy 32, it says this, he, he found him in a desert land in the howling waste of the wilderness he encircled him, he cared for him he kept him as the apple of his eye now listen to this, like an eagle that stirs up its nest that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings catching them, bearing them on its pinions you see they had observed this behavior where the eagle the mother eagle threw the baby out of the nest and swooped down and, ke- and collected the baby out and this is a great symbol for christianity because i'm telling you the symbol of christianity is a cross not a cushion and we sit around saying god i want a comfortable life but jesus didn't die to give you a comfortable life he died to give you life to the full and some of that is uncomfortable some of it hurts But he wants to present you to the Father as a mature Christ-like son or daughter. In Colossians one, it says, "Him, Jesus, we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ." Um, You know, we—it's wonderful to see a little baby, isn't it? We love seeing little babies. I was was just uh, saw Uriah before, and uh, cutest baby, like he's just gorgeous. But he won't look so cute if he's seventeen and still wearing a nappy. And he won't look as cute if he's 17 and he's, he's not crawling or walking. It's much harder, right? Because you want this baby to mature. He says little sort of ooh and ah sorts of things as babies do, but you want him to actually string, string words together and convey information and actually talk, don't you? Because there's a maturing process. So what's acceptable when you're young is not acceptable as you get old because God wants you to mature, We as people love the comfortable things in life, but God is more interested in our character than our comfort. We can only grow into the people he wants us to be if we are willing to be trained in righteousness. And that involves commitment and sometimes pain or discomfort. You know, 2 Timothy 3.16 talks about the word and it says, For training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete. And God wants to train you. Like eagles, God trains us in righteousness. So don't despise the times if they hurt or are uncomfortable. Just trust God and say, God, where are you in this? One of the great things about when God gives you a test is that if you fail, you get to sit it again. And if you fail that, you get to sit it again. And he can keep this up longer than you can so i would suggest that you learn whatever it is that he wants you to learn so you can move on to the next test because god wants you mature in christ the ninth thing that eagles teaches is that they can renew themselves so one little known fact about eagles is that it it undergoes pain to renew itself every year it plucks out its own feathers so that new feathers will grow Uh, psalm 100 3 Verse 5 says, Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Because the eagles renew themselves. Then later in life, uh, some eagles, the bald eagle in particular, faces a the decision. They either die or they go through a painful process of regenerating themselves involving their beak and, and talons and feathers and everything else. The whole point is that we can just sit down and die wherever we are doing whatever we're doing or we can renew ourselves which one do you want to do because the eagle teaches us if we renew ourselves in the lord then we can have have a long and productive life we really can romans 12 verse 2 says do not get do not be conformed anymore to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind now we're pentecostals we used to think it said removing of our mind so we do lots of dumb stuff but we don't it's renewing your mind not removing you don't have to chuck your brain away to be a christian in fact when you when you come to christ your mind is renewed you can think more clearly you'll see things you've never seen before if you come to christ because he renews your mind so how do you renew your mind you fill it up with the good things we talked about it before whatever is right and wholesome and all that sort of stuff, you can renew your mind. Even if it's hard, you can renew your mind. So the eagle has so much to teach us this morning. But I believe that I want to take you on a journey with me in a few minutes here. I want to sing a song and, and just have you experience maybe what it's like to give you a bit of a glimpse as to what God has for you that the eagle shows us. But all of this is not applicable if you don't know Jesus. If you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you miss out on the greatest experience you can ever have in life, that is getting to know Him. So before I go any further, I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you don't know the Lord or if you've been wandering far from Him, this is the moment to say, yes, Lord, and ask Him into your life as your Lord and Savior. This is the moment because it is the greatest journey you can have it's the most incredible journey you can have is sharing a life. If you think sin is fun, try holiness. Man, it'll knock your socks off. It's awesome. When you have Jesus as your Lord, you live life. He promises life and life to the full. He doesn't promise to ruin your life. Some people say, I don't want to become a Christian because I'm having too much fun. You don't know what fun is. When you come to Christ, you have life and life to the full. To the full. Everything is there for you as you grow and you mature spiritually with him. I would not give away my relationship with Jesus Christ for any money in the world, for any experience in the world, because it's the core of who I am. And because it's the greatest life you can know. It's life and life to the full. So just bow your heads for a moment for me. If you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, then this is your moment. I want to pray this prayer. You can ask him into your life right now. You can see your life change for good forever and go right into eternity. He promises life and life to the full. He promises to mount you up on, on wings like eagles, to get under your wings and to lift you higher. But it starts with a decision. So if you've never asked Jesus into your life, or if you've been wandering away from him, this is the moment for you. This is it. Pray this prayer with me, and together we'll ask the Lord into your life. Say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I've sinned, but right now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sin, and I ask you into my life as my Lord and my Savior thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit and for making me a part of your forever family if you prayed that prayer I'm just going to ask you very quickly to just shoot your hand up in the air for the first time if you prayed it just shoot your hand up in the air and put it down thank you is there any others what a great day What a great day that the Lord is is drawing people into his kingdom. But now for the rest of us. Raise your hand if you want to rise up on wings like eagles. Mine's in the air. Yeah, I think it's all of us. So Lord, I pray that in these next few moments that we would open our hearts to you. That as I share this song that you would speak to our hearts. And Lord, that our youth will be renewed like the eagles. Lord, speak to us, I pray in Jesus' name. I'm going to sing this song, which I wrote a long time ago, just recently re-recorded, And uh, I want to share it with you because it, I just love it a lot. And I think it's God's destiny for us to rise up on wings like eagles. So just sit back, maybe close your eyes or look at the visuals and just imagine what, what it's like. Thanks, guys. Imagine what God wants from you. Imagine what it's like to be flying up there with the eagles. Spent my days looking at the ground. I thought the world had clip my wings. Spent the hours saying I felt down. I had no strength. I felt entangled in things. But then I hear you call me set my face into the breeze I lift my head I spread my wings And I am free So let me fly Let me fly On the eagle wings on high Let me rise above What I never had before Lift me up To the sky Let me lift my voice and cry, let me fly and sing Stretch forth my eagle's wings My heart was heavy in the valley down below my soul was empty void of love my sight was clouded and by the dust the world did blow i set my mind on earth not things above but now your spirit lifts me from the dust in which i lie well i will not be conquered I am destined for the sky So let me fly, let me fly On the eagle wings on high Let me rise above what I never had before Lift me up to the sky Let me lift my voice and cry Let me fly and sing. Stretch forth my eagle's wings. Why don't you close your eyes for a moment. And just feel it, the wind in your feathers. The earth opening out beneath you. What you're seeing in your mind's eye is your destiny in christ jesus well you can be an eagle and your strength he shall renew you can grow in holiness and peace and wisdom too But you'll never fly if you're content to live in dust and sin. No, you'll never fly until you try to look to Him. Look to Him. Let me fly, let me fly on the eagle wings on high. Let me rise above what I never had before Oh, lift me up to the sky Let me lift my voice and cry Let me fly and sing Stretch forth my eagle's wings Stretch forth my eagle's wings My question to you now is, who wants to join me up in the stratosphere? Because I don't just love eagles. I just believe it's our destiny in the Lord. and I believe God wants that for us. And the thing about the eagle is that he sets his wings and he doesn't do it. The wind gets under his wings and the wind lifts him up into the stratosphere. And the wind, of course, is the Holy Spirit. So we cannot talk about rising above the things of this world without talking about the Holy Spirit who is the wind beneath your wings. Long before Bette Midler saying that, we had it. The wind beneath our wings to rise us up above whatever we're facing in life. The eagle doesn't flap around and carry on and work itself into a lather. It spreads its wings. And the Holy Spirit does the rest. So if that's you, I want to... As we, as we finish up, thanks, have the team back on stage. I know we face so many difficulties and problems in life, but I'm telling you, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can rise above these. And so we're going to sing a, a song here at the end, but I want to invite you, if you are just feeling lacking, like, you, like it's not happening for you, I want to invite you to the front. And we're just going to open the front up. And I want you to come here and pray for the Holy Spirit to be the wind beneath your wings. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not to the full. To be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that what it's about? That God can empower us to live a a victorious life. So, So many people say, I can't live life. I can't face life like this. You don't have to. Because His power gets beneath your wings and lifts you up into the stratosphere. So let's stand together. We're going to sing. (laughs) i <laughs>